to Catholic Doctrine Bible Study. This is session 178. I'm your host, Jim Hawk. And in this session, we will begin our study of the book of Numbers, beginning with chapter 1. So again, much like Leviticus, probably not the most interesting place to start your Bible study, but uh, we need to go through it. It is the inspired word of God, and we will see what applies to us. Okay, so you recall last time in our introduction to Numbers, we said, okay, uh, this the book of Numbers is supposed to be about a 38, 38 and a quarter year history of the Israelites while they are preparing to leave uh, Mount Sinai, where the where the law had been given to Moses. You recall all, all of that. So uh, now they're about to uh, take off. But before they do that, they want to take account of how many people are available for military service. And we do this count. Okay, now, if I were a skeptic about the Bible, I would say, how can you believe in a book where it says that this total census of each of the 12 tribes which is mentioned in chapter 1, verse 46, was 603,550 uh, men over the age of 20. So you'd say, well, okay, some of them had families. So we're talking about possibly, you know, even 2 million people out in the desert. And so if I was a skeptic, I'd say, look, that's desert wilderness out there between Mount Sinai and uh, where they were living in Egypt. That area could not support two million people. And uh, in addition, they would say, we don't see archaeological evidence. You know, you'd think that people would be leaving things behind that could be found, right? And you would have a very good point. Um, but I think one reason for, well, maybe we'll go Hold that thought, and we'll, cover, we'll come back to that in a minute or two. So I'm going to show you how you might answer a skeptic uh, as to how can the Bible, how can you believe in a Bible that uh, it seems to say that there are as many as two million people out in the desert wandering around? Okay, just keep that in the back of your mind. Okay, so first of all, they're going to do a census of all of the 12 tribes. You recall 12 tribes were what? Uh, the original 12 tribes were the sons of Jacob, right? And they're all listed in verse 5. Reuben, Simeon, Judah, Issachar, etc. So if you want to brush up on the names of those 12, they're all in there in Numbers chapter 1, verses uh, 5 and on. But as you go through there, you're going to see a couple of things missing. First of all, what about Joseph? He was one of uh, one of Jacob's sons. In fact, one of his favorite sons. Okay, well, we're going to see that uh, we actually did see. Maybe I skipped over this, but in in uh, Genesis, uh, we see that Jacob then adopted two of Joseph's sons, and that's this uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. And he divided the. Uh, in other words, each of those two guys, Ephraim and Manasseh got a half of what was going to go to uh, to Joseph, okay? So that's where we have all these tribes. Another thing that you would see if you were really curious, you'd say, hey, what about Levi? He was the third son. 
How come he's not included in there? Well, there's no Levites included in verses 5 through uh, 15 because these are the tribes of guys who are supposed to fight. Okay, and they're going to make, uh, they're going to be the soldiers. Because remember, they got to go to the promised land and there's going to be some, some fighting going on. Why weren't the Levites counted? Well, remember, they uh, were supposed to be the priests. Why were they supposed to be the priests? Because in the golden calf incident that we covered back in Exodus, they were the ones who persevered over the guys who worshipped the golden calves. And in fact, they uh, uh, did away with all of those people, right? So that's their reward. Also, the Levites are the tribe of Moses and Aaron. So they're supposed to be the priests. They're not supposed to fight. Okay, just little details there. Now we come to the controversy. If There's the count of the 12 tribes. Don't memorize this. Um, but um, where it says how many thousands of, of soldiers they're supposed to be. Uh, by the way, another thing to note is that uh, in chapter 1, verse 26, it starts to count the uh, descendants of Judah. Now, that's the largest tribe. Quiz question, who in the New Testament is from the tribe of Judah? Well, if you're in a Bible study and you don't know the answer, Say Jesus, and you have a pretty good chance of getting it right. And Jesus is, of course, from the line of Judah, which is also the largest of the tribes. Not the oldest, but the largest. Okay, so we have a problem here in verse 27. It said they had 74,600. So I want you to circle 74,000. And then make a different circle next to that for 600. Okay, we have a potential uh, translation problem here. Because if you, if you go through all these different uh, tribes, you know, you'll see 54,400 is in Issachar and 57,400 are in the tribe of Zebulon and so forth. And, and if you add all of that up, you know, you get this numbers 46, uh, 106, men, okay? And by the way, I want you to underline that, verse 46, okay? Maybe we can solve a little biblical problem here, okay? So it seems that there's uh, the word, the, the, uh, the, the Jewish word, uh, the Hebrew word, that is translated thousand probably in your um, text is the word elep, E-L-E-P. Well, elep can be translated either thousand as it is here, or it can be translated as the word unit. So if elep is instead translated unit, uh, and each unit was the number next to the word thousand for each of these tribes. That's why I had you circle 74,000 and then uh, next to it, I had you circle 600. We're not 70, we're not, the number instead in verse 27 of chapter one, instead of being 74,600, you might write this in your margins, 74 units, because remember, elep is a unit 
or a thousand, could be either one. 74 units with 600 men. So that's why I had you circle 600. So 74 units with 600 men, uh, that equals what? 5,000, well, I don't know. Anyway, 74 times 600. Okay, it's a much smaller number. And if you do that uh, for what's listed in 29, if you do that again for what's listed in 31, if you do that again, what's listed in 33. So in other words, you replace the word thousand with unit, and then you replace the, the number of hundreds with how many hundreds of men are in each unit. And then you do that multiplication. It's probably more than you want to know. Instead of, in 40, verse 46, instead of 603,550 men, and that's just the men over 20, so a skeptic again would say, well, hey, there's 2 million people out there in the desert and that land wouldn't support it. And there's no archeological evidence to suggest that there's a group that large that was passing through there. You could say, well, no, if ELEP means unit, then there's only a total, you might wanna write this in your margins next to verse 46, 5,550 men, okay. So now we're talking about maybe like 20,000 people total, not 2 million people, all right? So maybe that'll clear that up. Again, probably more information than you wanted to know. Okay, next, uh, we see that the Levites were omitted in the uh, census in verse 47, why? because the Levites, they're gonna be the priests, they're gonna be in charge of this dwelling, you know, this tent, the dwelling of the commandments, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, which will uh, ultimately hold the 10 commandments, and they're gonna be in charge of all the equipment, okay? And so now we see in chapter two, the arrangement of these tribes. And this looks very, you know, everything's organized, right? Each of these tribes has their place in relation to this tent or tabernacle. Okay, so what would be the lesson for us here? I mean, up till now, we're just seeing a lot of numbers, right? No pun intended. Um, well, the tabernacle is supposed to be the center of the people's lives. You know, they are all arranged in relation to, you know, when they sleep at night, when they camp, they are all supposed to be <clears throat> camped in some relation to the, uh, to the direction of the, the, the tent, the tabernacle. And so it is supposed to be in our lives too. You know, the tabernacle where Jesus is, is supposed to be the center of our lives. So that's what I get out of that, all right? Now, I'm not going to bore you with all this reading, but I thought it would be useful, number one, to dispel the skeptic who says, oh, two million people couldn't have been in the desert. He's, he's probably right, you know, this could have been like 20,000, okay? And secondly, uh, again, the point of, of the writing of this is to show, hey, we are a significant people, and more importantly, we are being guided by God, okay? So I don't think you want to get into too much detail about the duties of the Levitical clans, 
Um, worth mentioning, though, is uh, the Kohathites in verse 27 of chapter 3. Uh, Kohathite, K-O-H-A-T-H. Um, there is a very, pro uh, a very popular Jewish last name which survives even today, Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. So if you meet anyone named Cohen, they will at least lay claim to being from the Kohathites, okay? Uh, verse 21, Gershon was another of the, uh, of the sons of, um, you know, of, of this. And, uh, I had a, I had a, um, I, I knew a lady when I was a little kid and her name was Gershonow and she was Jewish. And so she would claim that, uh, neither here nor there. Okay. Now, um, let's see, moving on, chapter 4, one thing to note briefly is the, uh, even the priests are, tells them how they're supposed to uh, carry the, uh, the, the worship things, and that's where we get, how are we supposed to carry the Ark of the Covenant? Remember I said with the poles attached to the covenant, you weren't supposed to touch the covenant itself or you would die. Uh, just like you're in the New Testament, you know, or, or I should say with Mary, you know, she never was touched by man, right? Okay. Um, so I would, the only thing I might underline if I were you, chapter four, verse 15, if you touch the sacred objects, they will die. I, would, I might underline that. And in my margins, I might write Y, W-H-Y, Uzzah, U-Z-Z-A-H, that's a person's name, died in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. So um, underline verse 15 of chapter 4. And then write, why Uzzah died in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 6 through 7. So uh, another New Testament connection, another Catholic connection specifically. Um, you know, these sacred objects, um, there, was, there was specific ways of, of dealing with them. Okay. Uh, just as we recognize with our sacred objects, a principle of which is Mary. Okay, another thing I just want to point out in these chapters is all of these tribes, all of these people, particularly the Levites, they have very specific duties to perform. Everybody had a role to play, just as today. You in the Catholic Church have a role to play. Um, we all have the role of evangelizing and telling others about Christ. Uh, and especially through his church, but we all have a role to play within the church itself. So ask yourself, what can I be doing specifically for, uh, for the, the church? Now, here's a weird thing about uh, if someone is uh, sprinkled in chapter five, is a weird thing about if a woman is suspected of adultery uh, she's supposed to drink this awful stuff. If she's innocent, nothing will happen to her. If she's uh, guilty, oh, it's going to be really awful. Her belly will swell and her thighs will waste away. This is according to chapter 5, verse uh, 27. So uh, 
But in verse 28, if, if the woman has not defiled herself but is still pure, she will be immune and will still be able to bear children. So there's no problem if she has been faithful. Otherwise, divine intervention will, uh, will bring this, uh, you know, will, will bring this, uh, this problem on. She won't be able to bear children and she'll get a fat belly and all that sort of thing. Okay, so that would be, we would say, well, that's just divine intervention. Um, you know, some might say, well, that's, that's tantamount to doing a witch hunt, if you will. But bear in mind, God is walking with these people all the time. So, um, you know, it's, it's not like the Code of Hammurabi where it's just the opposite. You know, if the person survives, then they must be guilty, you know. So, uh, that, that does seem kind of weird until you realize that only if you're guilty do you get sick, you know. And that and keep in mind that it's uh, divine intervention is working here. Well, divine intervention will not help us, uh, keep us from running out of time on this uh, segment there. Um, I don't think I want to say anything more about uh, these first few chapters, and we'll pick it up next time. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, while these chapters may seem a bit strange and just a lot of numbers and that sort of thing, several things come clear. Number one, you are serious about worship. Help us to be serious about our own worship. Help us to be on time and attentive, attentive to Mass, and at least as importantly, uh, to be attentive to you during the rest of the week. Uh, help us to center our lives around Christ as you told these tribes to organize themselves in relation to, uh, to God in, in, the, uh, in the tent of the meeting place. Um, we ask this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.